How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, this is Robin Crosby and Stephen Piercy. From Rat. From Rat. Backstage. Backstage. Day on Green. Dog. Just dog. To you. And we want to say hello to all our friends out there in the heavy metal world, wherever that may be. And all you rat and rollers. Definitely you rat and rollers. We just want to say hello. We're in the middle of our 1985 invasion of your privacy tour. And we're having fun. What can you say? Hey. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network, and unverified mediators for the surviving members of RAT. You tell me something I don't know, and I'll tell you something that's real. You think you know everything about me except just how I feel. You always call me a liar, but you can't tell me. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and as always, I am joined by the lovely Loose Cannon, who is once again struggling with social norms. Don't know what you're talking about, but thank you, and I'm doing excellent. Ah, Ah, Okay. uh, I'm glad you're doing excellent. Uh, uh, Do you have anything nice to say to me? So what do you want to talk about? (laughs) Well, hell, I, I don't know. I just uh, drinking a beer here. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm drinking a beer. You want to talk about the beer? Well, I'm already drinking a beer, but we have another beer that we've been gifted. Yes, Am let's right? get back on track with our uh, bias a beer program. Well, we've been kind of slagging on that. So, what what do we got in front of us? How, how do we do this? I mean, uh, this week's uh, beer uh, of the week comes from Rob, friend of show yep. Underwood. He was kind enough to donate, and he picked Old English. I have to slide uh, mine out of a paper bag. There we yeah, go. Yeah, as do I. I mean, I bought it at the store as well. So, yep, I've got mine in front of here. Well, I had to go back to that same place uh, that, that I bought the Colt 45 at. Thankfully, I, they had this in a 24-ounce can. I didn't have to buy the plastic bottle 40, but here we go. Yeah, mine was... Uh, I just went to the grocery store for mine. Um, That's right. You can buy this kind of stuff in a grocery store out there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a 16.9 ounces is what I have here in mine. Um, That's an odd ounce for Mine is in a plastic uh, bottle. Is yours in plastic or is it a can? Well, the bottle was plastic, but it was a 40. I got an aluminum 24-ounce silo, baby. So we got Old English now, and uh, let me just pour this into the glass. Okay. This is thick. Mine uh, kind of looks like a porter. What? I mean, it's maybe a little darker than a Budweiser. 
Do they have different flavors, like uh, like an old English uh, <laughs> uh, double so. bock or something? Maybe you got that. That's very lemony. Oh. All right. This Mine does not be... taste anything like fruit. It tastes maybe like motor oil. <laughs> mm. Oh, that is disgusting. <laughs> I, I think I just painted my tongue. Yeah. Okay. So on your label, on on your label, what's what's the ABV say on yours? Because I can't find it on mine. I can't find it on mine either. <laughs> kidding me? Okay, well, this must be a thing with all the malt liquors, just like the Quote 45. Anyway, I'm going to take a taste of this. Okay. Oh, God, I think I'm going to die. Marco. What does your label say? It says Old English brand 800 malt liquor. Mine says wood furniture wax protectorate. <laughs> what section of the grocery store did you find this? <laughs> Next to the Clorox. <laughs> I think you're drinking furniture polish, bro. <laughs> I asked the person, where's the old English? Uh, did you at least drink it cold? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had this in the fridge for a day or two. Yeah, the thing well, is. Well, technically, you drank old English, I guess. I did. I did. And another thing is, is that it might be actually better than yours. Can we just end with that? Yeah, let's let's move on. Thank you, Rob. Uh Appreciate all your feedback on the show over the years. Appreciate. And, of course, uh, this disgusting fucking Indiana study beer. Yes. I just shit my pants, and I'm pretty sure it's because of that. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a shark.
you called me earlier in the week, just a couple days ago, uh, you were in the middle of training for your warrior dash. Do you recall this? <laughs> it may get sound very important, but yeah, going going to the gym during lunch yes. at work. Yes, I wanted to talk to you about something because it it's kind of What's an that? underlying, recurring thing with you, and it's about social norms and treating people decent you seem to struggle with this uh you know where i'm going here right uh i'm sure it's exaggerated but go ahead well as i recall you had just uh basically checked in at the front desk but right before you called me um and you were upset with yourself because you told the woman who swiped your card and said uh you you may now you are now checked in you said i appreciate that and you were upset with yourself for saying as, as much i was yeah why? I you were just was, being nice to somebody, just doing a very mundane job. I, I think that was a little too much. I think, you know, I handed the little the little key fob or whatever you call <laughs> it that's on my uh, on my keychain. She swiped it in front of uh, uh, the little the little thing, which a lot of times people are listening to this that go to the gyms, people aren't even up there. They actually just swipe it themselves and go through. But she actually grabbed it out of, and then swiped it there and I said, I appreciate that. That is, first off, three words for a simple thing. Maybe if I said thanks, I feel a little better, but I appreciate that. Yeah, I like that you feel that that you extended effort there. What if you're the only person who said I appreciated that to her that entire day? I probably was. Nobody even said thank you. I think that was too much. I think it's the same thing as like when people are moving around like the at the uh, uh, at the grocery store or whatever, and everybody's all saying sorry, sorry, sorry. Like they, they just walk in front of you for two seconds. They go sorry, sorry for what? You're walking by. Am I angry at you? No, just walk. It's too much. People are way too polite. Well, there's two extremes. They're either too polite for stuff they shouldn't be, or they're just fucking assholes. There's no in between. I think you're really overselling the effort you're 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 making here uh you said i appreciate that it is two seconds of your life and it was nice what if she was thinking about committing suicide and you said i appreciate that and she goes you know what i'm not gonna kill myself now well then i've saved yet another life like i do yet every day another life I'm saying, Lewis, you struggle with these things. You should be nice to people. It's its own reward. Being I am nice to people, by the way. Yeah, but it sounds like you are self-loathing for doing it. No, I'm Why did I say I appreciate that? <laughs> I don't appreciate that. I actually think she sucks at her job. No, it's because it's the same phrase you say when you get like, a uh, uh, a special gift or something like that. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're talking about you took a piece of plastic and swiped it over. Over. It's like the self checkout line. Are you telling you me are that a self checkout line guy, aren't you? I you, can't you... stand the self checkout line. Oh, when I go. Okay. Ooh, no, no, no. What? I thought you would be self checkout all the way. Like I control it. I do it. I don't have to say <laughs> I appreciate that. If that was your argument, then I should be at the. <laughs> Checkout at the self checkout lines talking to myself. I do think you should be able to pick one item out of your uh, cart that you get for free for basically doing the job. Uh, are you kidding me? That's a cobra hack all the way. <laughs> self checkout line? Make sure you, it's you, a steak. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one you don't put on the, the the little area that weighs it. Yeah. You just hold that under, you clutch that under your <laughs> arm. Again, cobra hack. Also known as stealing. I'll tell you one thing uh, also about checkout line. When I go to a grocery store, I use this self-checkout line only as a last resort. I'm talking about if it's three or four deep. If it's too deep, I'm using people because I'm there. Part of the whole thing about me paying there is having somebody ring up my own fucking groceries because there's always something that goes uh, uh, wrong when you're using the self-checkout line. Right Just have there somebody with you. Do that. Yep. Yes. Or no? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I drink. I, I I might do it once in a while when I know like this. this has two a, items. It's it's and they both have scan codes. No no produce basically. Oh hell no. Yeah. Produce is produce, produce <laughs> is a nightmare. That's a you're scary get... zone for self checkout. <laughs> it really is. But but again, when you're in that that checkout, the other thing that, that drives me nuts though is is do you do you get into the thing where the person that's checking you out then all of a sudden decides they don't fucking want a bag for the day and all of a sudden you have this uncomfortable thing where, oh, I'm supposed to go to the end of the thing now and just start bagging shit up? Depends on the store. I also like to crop dust if the person behind me is bothering me. So 
just kind of like just like make sure everything's bagged or you know it's like uh and then you just leave one as you walk away so they have to sit in your stink thank you for your your crop dusting conversation the point i was trying to make though baco to go into your original comment was was that when i have to self-bag what i do the entire time when i'm putting stuff in there is i go i appreciate it i appreciate it i just say that over and over again when i put stuff in the bags i go the other way i try to almost be really uh thankful for thankless jobs because I've worked them, uh, I know what it's like, and why not just fucking smile at somebody? I mean, I don't do this at Walmart because they never make eye contact with me. Because they have, because well, their <laughs> eyes are dead. They have dead. They're dead behind the eyes. But every other retail outfit, pretty much restaurant, whatever, I try to just make the best of it, and at least let the person know that you know what, I'm not going to complain here. I'm going to go home and do it on Yelp. <laughs> Oh, but you know, the weird thing is when you called me, I was dealing with this uh, the situation at work that required a little more interaction with a girl there. And she's one of sure. those really upbeat, overly positive people. I've actually had a conversation with her where I mentioned, like, you realize that, like, there are people out there that this actually bothers them that your type of personality. And she's like, I know, but that's their problem, not mine. It was like, like Jesus Christ, you know, it's like, <laughs> do you ever, like, one night, like, she was walking through and she has to say good morning and how are you every day and she says good night to everybody and it's like the end of the Waltons if she walks back and shipping in your back there it's like good night John boy good night love you like it's like you can't say good night everybody do you ever deal with that super bubbly person yes we're gonna we're, we can go to an entire different segment about this uh sometime in the future too because I have been that person for I've been at my job for like eight months. And it's almost the same thing as going to culture. Like every morning when I, when I come into this, though, I'm in this area, there's like 12 people. I would say, good morning, blah, blah, blah. Like, hello, how are you? All this kind of stuff. And after a while, I realized the people there were not happy and they didn't even look fucking up. So now I don't say a goddamn thing to anybody. I Except walk right into like, my... I'm thinking corn dogs for lunch. That's the only thing you say. I don't talk to anybody. I walk in there. I go right to right to my desk. I do my thing. I talk to the people that I that I need to throughout the day. But I used to go into this whole area and I'd be nice. But now these these people don't even look up. And it's not just it's not like oh this you can make a joke about like who's can the asshole. I'm saying that they don't even, they're just angry at everything. So after a while you're just like fuck it. I'm not even gonna be nice. Well, that's not a great environment to work in. I actually think the first things that uh, you get hit with in the day has a lot to do with how the rest of your day goes. So I try to be positive and I hate. When somebody wants to slag on me right in the morning, this this girl I'm talking about, and by the way, I've worked with people like her, you know, in almost every job I've ever had. She's very good at her job, and it just kind of like, why do I have to have three answers prepared every morning when I see you? So anyway, some of these grumpy people I, I walk by, and again, it's in the morning, and I'll I'll see them. I'll say good morning or hello and everything like that. And uh, do you ever, ever say, you say say a pleasantry to somebody, and not only do they not look at you, but they also keep a frown. The worst is when they take it one step further, where they actually make eye contact. They yes. heard you, they're acknowledging you, and they're just going fuck off. It's like, right. Jesus well, Christ, all I said was hello. Okay, so that's what I have right now, too. And this this goes, is widespread. It's not just like this, this couple people that hate me. And again, I've not had no interaction with these people except for just like this kind of thing. Well, it's, it's generally and, accepted that people don't like you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but again, I'm making the effort. No, okay, no, you definitely put the effort in, yes. Okay, <laughs> so anyway. I just have, I, again, you say like I have one of those faces people like to punch, right? I may have mentioned that. <laughs> you may have mentioned that a few times. But anyway, so. I think it was Paul but Stanley. Sure, but, but this week, though, for the first time, I let my inside voice, my inside my head voice come out on mistake twice in the same day. And this one girl who's always so downtrodden, I say, good morning. And she walks by, and she did that thing. She took it that one step further. What did you say? Like you look, the, they, they the look eye at you, contact and st- after the sluggish front- body language, the frown, and then they look at you. You know what I said out loud after when she's walking by? I fucking farted in your pillow. <laughs> no, I just go. I go. Great smile.
Sorry by Striper. Great tune. And I got to tell you that it's another example of 2018 started off slow for me, but the last couple months, my God, every week, be it artists that have been around for a long time putting out great new music to brand new bands, I have been just attacked. My playlist that I've been that I'll be playing for months. Right on. I mean, I, I don't know if that, that goes to what your feelings have been in the last couple months as far as just the output, the quality. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it seems like the last, I don't know, month and a half has been a, a, a surprise. Almost too much. Month. Yeah. I mean, even that Striper record, and I'm not a Striper guy, is it's not bad. I mean, yeah. eh, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like any band now that's putting out relevant music that that had a you know that did well in 1980 or 1970 or or whatever i mean that means they have something yeah right yeah. <clears throat> so rat <laughs> which one well i believe we are down to one we are now legally there you've been hearing the stuff that's supposedly going on because I, I, I tried to, to confirm some of the stuff today that we heard three or four weeks ago and I there's still nothing official but it they're saying they kicked Warren Demartini out of the band uh, after all that crap you know getting Juan because Cru- uh, yeah back up by a little bit like like we obviously Bobby Blotzer is one we of were just talking animals, about Bobby come right? on come back to us yeah, come back to us, and he did. He uh, I recently I recently heard him on the uh, Mitch Lafon's show. Hey, <laughs> or no, his Canadian now Fonzie. Hey, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is going on with Rat? I don't even understand. I'm starting to think perfectly rated on these guys too. Like they, there's a reason they didn't kind of carry on as Poison and Motley Crue were. They're a fucking train wreck. How is it everybody involved in this band is emotionally unequipped to deal with day-to-day life of of being in a band? So if I understand this right, they got everybody back together, and the two people that people really know, Warren and... Um... Yeah, but let's back up just a little bit, and I'll try to summarize this quick. Before Bobby decided to tour his rat by himself with four other guys, Rat was legally just Warren and Bobby. They owned Rat. Steven had quit, so he gave up his share, and Juan, I don't know what happened there, but the, the, the with the lawsuit, the way it got settled was basically by Warren bringing in Steven and Juan, and then coming up with this concept of like, Juan didn't really ever legally give away his rights, so the Warren and Bobby legal ownership was null and void and now giving to all of them and then the three of them fired Bobby. So basically Warren needed to bring Stephen and Juan in legally to stop Bobby from doing what Bobby was doing. And now that he did that, Stephen and Juan have fired Warren it sounds like. I and mean, you are a legacy act at this point and he can still do the job. Yeah, but Warren Demartini is the one. You have to have Stephen and Warren at least. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean uh, the way things are going, who I mean, who really knows? I mean, it, it is a train wreck, though. This band cannot stop having this nonsense, and then it's still not really confirmed, so we don't know. I do know a guy local who who uh, books these shows who told me, you know, on on the side that yeah, it's it's real. This is not like some legal maneuvering to stop Bobby from suing them. That's, there's some beef there. Why can't this band not get out of their own way? Just go out and fucking play. I actually think bring Bobby back. Bring everybody who's not dead back and just tour and make your money and do your thing and do the 50 shows a year. It's so stupid. What is really stupid about this is here's my summary of Rat. Out of the cellar, great album. Uh-huh. The rest of them, eh, not that bad. <laughs> I like them. Eh, a little bit more than that, but uh, whatever. They were huge in the '80s, and they should be a little bit bigger now than they even are. But you know yeah. who's the, not uh, sitting on their, uh, resting on their laurels, and uh, because he already kicked everybody out of the band long ago, is the Bullet Boys have a new record out. <laughs> Listen, their last album, Elefante, 2015, 2016, whatever year it was, was after we started the podcast, so within the last three years. Yeah, I think it was 15. If you had told me. 
first off, I would have never heard that album. Period. If I if we hadn't started this this show, okay, or even give it given it one second of my time because, I mean, I had their debut album. That was it. <laughs> And Elefante, my God, that was a great album of from anybody, but especially from somebody from a band that, that kind of like fell off the radar for thirty years. Yeah, yes? for sure. Uh, I'm right there with you. I'm like, I did not expect that to be anything but garbage. I volunteered to review it because I figured it was right up my alley of shredding. You know, uh, somebody <laughs> like good that. material. Yeah, but it blew me away. And this new record, you know, I, I don't like it as much, but it's fucking pretty good. Yeah, it's 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 very diverse, and but it sounds he does have fresh. that '80s metal guy disease where he he wants to latch onto uh, inconsequential things as if they somehow validate him. Like he recorded this at Dave Grohl's studio. He likes to talk oh, about I, that a lot. That I didn't even know. All I know is that he has a guy mo- from Eagles of Death Metal on it. The whole album? Uh, I think just a song or something like that. Backing oh, track. So that's kind that of a, I thing. gotcha. Just like a, a name check kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like maybe Rocket saying he's into the Stones, <laughs> not Motley Crue. <laughs> so in summary, Mark Torian, if you told me that, that he played guitar, I would not have known that. He never had a guitar right. strapped on him uh, during the 80s and stuff like that. Saw him last year. Uh, was very impressed. In the, uh, He's really good, with, isn't with he? Yeah, he, he really is. And, and and for whatever whatever that other band is that's called like Lies and I Hate Lies, Deceit, and Treachery or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like whatever it is. Fuck you, Mark Torian is what they should be called. I think we talked <laughs> I about know, it. right? And I mean, his voice still holds up. <laughs>
you see that the Bullet Boys are on the Monsters of Rock cruise this year? I did. And did you see who is playing as well? <laughs> I did. Is the band that's not the Bullet Boys, uh, what is it called again? Uh, something like Lies, Deceit, and Rock and Ron Runyon or something like that. I just uh... <laughs> But it's the other three members that hate him. Yeah, it's the three. It's like, uh, I'll see if I can name them all. It's Lonnie Vincent, uh, Mick Sweta, and I don't remember the drummer. But it's uh, the three guys on the first record and second record, and I think even the third album, Zaza. But they basically <laughs> play Bullet Boys songs with a different singer. Right. But, but and they I all just imagine, fucking hate Mark Torian. I just imagine, you talk about etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking, walking down the, the halls of the uh, the cruise together or, or playing before or after them. Somebody's going overboard. What do you think? think? think you are going to have like a velvet rope in like common areas where one band has to be on the other side and Mark has to be on the other? Is it? It's just setting it up for some kind of uh, blabbermouth article. That's all I know. Oh, I really hope we get some kind of beef on stage with that. But, you know, on a more positive note, maybe it'd be cool if they all got together and jammed some smooth up, you know? So I'll be up in your neck of the woods in about, uh, what, two, three weeks from now? Sure, yeah. We're going to head across the border to Somerset, Wisconsin for the fourth annual Northern Invasion Music Festival. That's right, and the first time I'll be there. And I gotta tell you, this is a lineup that is slowly getting shittier and shittier to me. To me at I least. have not seen the Wilson thing that you talked about. Where did that come from? Okay, well, basically, you know, Wilson was on the list, and they're do, not. Do you remember? They're gone. Nope, they're not. They're not there anymore. They're not on. Uh, on the one of the main reasons that Saturday was looking decent was that Wilson was their uh, opening. Okay, uh, they're gone. Fucking gone. That One is of those hugely things. disappointing for me. Yeah, yeah. You kidding me? For everybody, all, all the the four amigos are going to be there. You know, Rob, uh, my buddy Chris, you, uh, your buddies there, there, everybody. But yeah, they fucking just silently. This has happened many times at AEG fests where they silently redo the posters. I'll give an example. Rock on the range. Yeah. Stone Stone Sour, just last minute dropped off silently off Replaced of the. Replaced by Def Leppard puddle of fucking mud <laughs> i was close i was close <laughs> can you imagine going to a stone sour and you get puddle of mud instead that was the experience that i had in that one so i'm used to getting getting that but but um on saturday basically the only bands that i care to see are the bronx blank and blackstone cherry let me just read some of these bands off to you yes cane hill Sweet. Dead. Stick to your guns. Awesome. Grand, grandson. Grandson? <laughs> That's a babe of the band. Counterfeit with a period after it. That is yeah. actually true. No, no I've Miss, checked that out. Okay. Miss May I? I've seen them several times. Good or bad? You won't like them. Okay. Senses fail. Butcher babies? Oh, you, nipple tape. We came as Romans. Seen them many times. You won't like them. Atreyu? You'll like them. They're fun. They kind of have an 80s vibe to them. Okay. Parkway Drive? You'll hate them. I Prevail? I hate them. Breaking Benjamin? Oh, my God. Uh, break, that, that is like the their entire show is a bathroom break and buy a T-shirt break. It's... <laughs> a perfect circle on Avenged Sevenfold. In summary, Blackstone, Cherry, and the Bronx are the only two bands that I think I can even deal with on that Saturday now. Oh, but Avenged Sevenfold is so good. No, we will be gone by that. I will be at the brewery at that yeah, point. Yeah, okay. But, but is it, I mean, seriously, there's like three or four. You know, that it's this mind fuck where you look at the poster. Like, this is not the poster I remember when I first paid for this. There's at least, besides Wilson, there's at least one other smaller band that's not there anymore. Yeah, that day. I wonder if we can find that. In short, uh, the Bronx.
So yeah, along with Northern Invasion, we've got the Rock and Pod Expo, the second one coming up here on August 25th that we'll be participating in, correct? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, Gene Simmons' birthday, too. <sighs> Jesus. Anyway, so you had a chance to talk to Chris Sinzak about it, correct? I did. Well, I'd like to welcome to the program Chris Sinzak, uh, of course, of Decibel Geek, who played a minor role in uh, Loose Cannon and I becoming uh, basically bros. Uh, Chris, how are you tonight? So I get to take the blame for putting you two knuckleheads together? Uh, or, the, yeah, of course you're going to say blame. You know, come on. we You, get, you deserve to, like, you're probably going to get a statue built for you because of us. A statue. That would be nice. How tall do you want I, it? I mean, how tall? You, 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 you know, you're not a... Uh, well, a like we're like seven or eight feet tall. Yeah, I mean that's about right. Bronze or gold? It's got to be gold. Okay, well we'll take care of that. Uh, other than that, how is your evening happening? Uh, I'm good. I'm as busy and into full swing with this expo as I've ever been. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, how much of uh, your internet porn time is the expo taking up? Well, I, you know, you gotta have priorities, so that that always that still comes first, you know, and especially the midget subgenre. Nice. Uh, and and what's is I assume Aaron is helping out as much as usual. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely as much. <laughs> oh man, well of course we're rock. We're talking about the Rock and Pod Expo. We got Rock and Pod Two coming up in Nashville at the end of August, August twenty fifth. Do I have that date right? Yes, it's Gene Simmons' birthday. Oh, well, you can, people should still come. <laughs> Gymnasium. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, uh, last year was a lot of fun. Uh, it was, a, I don't know, a smashing success. Uh, what? Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, what's we got coming in store this year? It's going to be bigger, better. Talk about the fundraising we got going on. Make a pitch. Sell me, even though I'm okay. already coming. Right. Yeah, I don't have to sell you, but I have to sell your listeners. And uh, so essentially, it's uh, if you don't know, well, you if you listen to the show, you already know the basics of this. It's a DIY crowdfunded expo that basically brings together over 20 rock podcasts from all over North America, Cobras and Fire included, and. Uh, Initially, the idea was just to get us all together in a room and hang out. And then it was like, well, why don't we crowdfund that hangout? And then it was like, well, if people are crowdfunding, we'd like to have them come. And if we want to have them come, we want to make it more interesting than staring at a bunch of podcasters drinking beer. So then we said, well, let's have vinyl vendors, which we also have vinyl vendors. And then, well, if we have vinyl vendors, we have these podcasters, we should have some celebrity guests. And a lot of us have interviewed people that have been on our shows. And a lot of those people live in Nashville. So I called out a lot of favors and we wound up with a whole bunch of awesome guests last year. And we're, we're already on the road to more awesome guests this year, some returning guests that were great last year and some, uh, some great ones that I've already announced and some big names that I'm going to be announcing soon. Yeah, I know Chris Williams from Accept was one that was announced recently that was there last year. And uh, also uh, uh, Gary Corbett is going to be back. Uh, so you, can you give us a little tease on anybody else? By the time you hear this, Michael Vissera, who was with Ingve, he was singer for Loudness for a while and also a band called Obsession. He'll be there. Paul Taylor from Winger is going to be coming this year. I've got a couple that I can't just say okay. just now. I want to. I'll just. I'll keep it in the dark for now. But uh, there's some. There's some big names that we're that we're working to get. And uh, so cross your fingers. But it, it's going to be a great. It's oh, and Anthony and Patrick from Tor Tor are going to come back also. Okay, and uh, obviously, if anybody goes to Rock and Pod, is it Rock and Nashville dot com or? Honestly, if you uh, if you do a web search on Rock and Pod Nashville, it'll you'll find the the page. But that'll have all the news, right? Yeah, that's got all the news uh, up to now. It's Nashville Rock and Rock the letter N Pod Expo dot com, and that's got all the the guest announcements so far. Uh, how you can go to the GoFundMe and secure your admission, or if you just want to chip in and help us fund this thing, because there's a lot of costs that go into this, and podcasters, as you know, don't make a lot of money. So uh, yeah, this has been a a, a loss leader for me. Uh, uh, yeah, just, just like my band, uh, Jesus Chrysler. If you haven't haven't heard, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, all my passion projects are basically a money pit. I might as well have bought a four wheel drive truck to uh, drive in mud pit derbies or something like that. Well, you can be broke, but it's still fun, right? Oh yeah, it's uh, well, it's, it's why I call it a passion project. You know, yeah. to to justify it to your wife. Right. 
And now let me justify it to your listeners because not everybody can make it to Nashville that weekend in August. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, let's just get on with the show, get back to Baco and Luce talking about whatever. Let me just sell you on this real fast. If you listen to shows like this every week or you listen to my show, Decibel Geek or Rock and Metal Combat or any of these shows, we do these for these shows for free. And a lot of us have been doing these for years. And uh, with Cobras and Fire, if you've been listening to this show week in and week out every year, you're getting a lot of free entertainment. So all we're really some of asking it good. is... Yeah, some of it. Uh, about 30%. Um, sorry, I got, I'm trying to fit in with you guys. You bust each other's balls. So I'm yeah, no, no worries. It's all, all good. Yeah, bring it okay. on, baby. Yeah, so you got to... I mean, you're getting a lot of free entertainment. And honestly, if you like rock podcasting in general and you believe in it, uh, I am one of those crazy people where just having this as a hobby is not enough for me. And I actually believe that this is the future. This is going to replace rock radio. Radio ignores rock music as it is. And the rock music they play is the two or three big hits from a band from 30 years ago and none of their new stuff. Shows like mine, shows like this one, we play the, all the stuff that you're not getting on the radio. So there's, it's an actual market for it now. So a lot of us started this just for fun, but we've sort of become the, the best hope media-wise for this genre. And to make a real statement, we're trying to raise money for this event because this event is going to get a lot of media attention. We're going to get sponsors. We're going to, it's kind of like a coming out party and we need the money to put this on. So the quicker we reach our funding goal, which is $15,000, it's not chump change, the it's also not a ton. I mean, it, honestly, it's not a ton, right? When you consider all the listeners, all these shows have. I mean, it, it's doable. It is doable. So I, that's what I'm asking. Is like, and also, if you just throw ten bucks in, you will get access to the event if you can make it. But on top of that, there's a private Facebook group which will have exclusive audio that's going to be uploaded almost on a weekly basis leading up to the expo, and all of the panels from the expo are going to be recorded at on that stream and put out. So you're going to get like a whole exclusive VIP podcast just from chipping in ten dollars. I mean, that's even more entertainment for you. For you. I recorded so, uh, a segment of my own with uh, Victor Ruiz uh, about two weeks ago. I'm not sure when it's posting, but. Uh, uh, for those three people that uh, love me, they that'll that'll be something you get for ten dollars. <laughs> well, I'm I'm one of those three people, and I've right. donated, so so I will get it too. Um, cool. But yeah, but yeah, just just chip in ten bucks, um, even that, and then of course there's other things where you can be a guest on a show. If you want a guest on my show, it's a hundred bucks. I know I'm I'm a greedy bastard. But Same with ours too. Yeah, we were charging a hundred bucks, but uh, we had, you, okay. we're doing more quality control. <laughs> hey now, Ew. all right. Hey, you said we're ball busting. Right. All right, I got you. But uh, I can kick you out of the expo, though. No, oh, um, yeah, I didn't think about that. Mm. Yeah, but no, it's uh, I already bought. Yeah, my it's, tickets. there's a lot of different perks available. If you go to Nashville Rock in Pod, the letter in Pod Expo you will see a whole list of all the perks for all the shows. So if you want to do ten bucks, that's great. If you want to do a hundred bucks and guest on a show, if you want to do a thousand bucks and really get your ass kissed, then do that. Yeah, there's all uh, sorts of price. Like, even if you, this isn't your show, I mean, there's all these shows are offering some kind of uh, perk and all different uh, price ranges too. You know, I mean, hundred dollars is the high end typically, but I mean, we have one for five bucks. You know, we'll we'll talk about you for a few minutes and send you some stickers. You know, on up to a hundred dollars. You know, can I say something about the guests? Sure. Okay. You know, last year, you know, everything was it was the first year doing it, and it was kind of laid out. But the the thing that I think isn't being talked about, at least from the shows I've listened to. The guests didn't leave after their one-hour little slot was done. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of hung out for the most part. So if you come to this thing, you know, I mean, you know, if you're interested in any of these bands, they really just kind of linger, almost like you're on a cruise, you know? It's like they just hang out and they're back around. I mean, Kenny Olsen would not stop circling our table last year. But, <laughs> uh, well, and, and, yeah, that- yeah, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, Gunnar Nelson. He he hung out way longer than anybody thought he would. Michael Wagner sure. was there all day. All day. Yep. And that's the that's kind of the charm of the Rock and Pod Expo, and, and it's going to be that way again this year. It's like a lot of expos you go to. The celebrities get oh here's so and so's table in the corner next to Elvira, and they're going to sit in this at this table all day, and you're going to walk up and you're going to pay your money and stand in line and get your picture, and then you're going to be herded off like cattle. This is the opposite of that. They're going to do their scheduled signing at a table, but after that, they're going to get up and they're going to roam around and hang out. And I had people that came in from out of state last year going, you know, 
I couldn't believe that I could just walk up to Mark Slaughter and have a conversation <laughs> with him, and he signed everything I wanted. So yeah. it's that, that's the charm of Nashville. I mean, it's a laid-back town. These people live here, so they feel comfortable to just mingle. And uh, it's it makes it very unique compared to other expos. And that's yeah, it's such a loose vibe. And I, that's one of the things I love about it. And it's going to be that way again this year. And we're at a better, a bigger, better venue this year, same area. So um, it's a place called the Nashville so you can, Palace. You can still within walking distance of the Dukes of Hazard Museum. Oh, it's even closer to the Dukes of Hazard. Oh my lord! Yes, it's like two doors down from it now. Uh, and uh, I, I hope we're not announcing the hotel because I don't want fans mobbing my room. I, I mean, I had to use a fake name <laughs> last year as it was. Ah, okay. Well, you know what? Ho- you know what hotel we're go- we're gonna have for the for the podcasters, right? Oh. Uh, no, Give yeah, me. the only one that'll let us stay. No, there we go. Marco, can I tell you something that I'm very uh, upset about? You know, I'm always here for you, man. 
Well, this is a, a little bit tragic. What what happened? What happened, buddy? Do you have the restaurant uh, chain Witch Witch in your in Minnesota? now goes to three great lengths to make the witch you want. Regular, large, and the new 14-inch super. Fuck you, witch, we're here to please. Sandwich faction guaranteed. Love it. As do I. We didn't have this in Florida or Indiana, or at least when I was there in Illinois. Get the little brown bag, you write your name on it. Do you ever, like, write loose cannon? <laughs> no, I just Cannon, write, wrote, sandwich is ready. Your meatball. I've written down LC before, though. Well, you get to pick your little ingredients. and That's great. It's a genius business idea. Uh, you don't have to, they don't have to have that stupid conversation yeah. when you get up to the... I mean, who doesn't love know? walking in and the first thing you see is 900 Sharpies? <laughs> it's great. They're all red. Uh, you, you, uh, you fill out exactly what you want. You hand it to the person. They look at you. They... They uh, take your money, and then you just wait for your little baggie to be filled with glory, right? Exactly. I, I do not like their paper, uh, their napkin situation, which is basically just paper towels that aren't perforated. <laughs> I know. Just rip this off like a savage. Yeah. <laughs> like a beast. It is. Rah, here's a just big White chunk of... face. Of, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, there's, there's, a, there's one near my, my workplace, and I go there every once in a while, maybe... Once every two weeks or so. But you anyway, go with so a guy I, at work uh, and you sit in your car and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean just like, just like the son, my yeah, Sonic buddy? Yeah, yeah. Go to Witch Witch, get our bags filled, and then go in our car together. Oh, new turkey guac! Ah. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, it's it's because it's, it's you have much, no friends. You eat alone. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's much more sad. So, are you ready for this? Ready for this story or not? I, I, it doesn't sound like it, but yes, I am. Uh, this goes back to a previous episode, but um, are you a big fan of public restrooms? Yeah, no, no, not at all. Oh, it's uh, usually okay. kind so, of uncomfortable. Okay, so if you Depends have what to you're do, doing. if oh, all right. If you have to be sitting, um, do you like to take care of things at home or at least at work, or do you like to just go wherever you you know you you feel? If it hits, if it hits you, I, I do you think, at least like to plan your day? I do. As far as uh, dropping some friends off at the pool, I do yes. prefer to do that uh, in the comfort of my own home. Um, if I do it in a public restroom, I definitely want it to be in one that uh, is like familiar. A, yeah, well, yeah, or it's its own thing, and I like to leave with nobody seeing me. Okay, perfect. All right. So this was the same same kind of thing. So today, though, on this this specific day, I should say, when I went to one of my favorite places uh, for lunch, which 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 do you want? I uh, which which I went there, and as soon as I, I got out of my car and and got into the restaurant, was in line. All of a sudden, you know, nature nature called. All of a sudden, it hit me. It's like you have to go to the bathroom. I went there, and, and again, one of these places is usually like a one-stall thing, you know. Uh, yeah, the witch small. witches I've been in, it's like, it's a toilet and a door. I mean, there's... Correct. Yeah. That's it. Yes. It's not shared so, at the same time with other people. That's right. You have your own thing. But anyway, so I was there. It was busy. It was lunchtime, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I got to go. So I go in there, and there was already... I was I was waiting. There was already somebody I had to wait for before. You oh, know, so that's the line. worst. So you're in line, and you, you got, you're almost like the little child that almost like cross their legs <laughs> almost like you're doing a little like you're poopy using... dance <laughs> that's right you're, you're like <laughs> so so finally somebody comes and out they always take too long when you really gotta go right so that goes into this entire story so finally that guy gets done leaves i immediately get in there lock the door but i already have somebody behind me that's already lined up oh, behind me. that's that? not a good situation for Baco. Okay, so you already know that that, that there's there, there's somebody that's going to be impatient on you when you're already impatient with the person in front of you that just left. Got it? Yeah, they're so they're pressure. really pissed off because you have to deuce and they just need to take a leak quick. Which, which do you want? So as soon as I get in there, of course, for courtesy, as you know, I'm very I'm very uh, uh, courteous to others. Correct? Oh, all the time. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be as fast as possible. So I sit down to do my thing, and I'm I'm the person also that as soon as the thing. Uh, hits the water, I immediately hit the the the, the flush. Oh, the courtesy flush. Yes, I, uh, that, I am. Okay. So I go to do the courtesy flush, and unfortunately, the flush mechanism is broken. 
and it just goes ting, 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 ting. Got it? Yeah. Okay, so oh, that boy. means it's this is so and there. <laughs> no, so there's a guy waiting outside. the The bowl is filled, <laughs> and and uh, and I go there, and it's not one of these big like industrial like uh, the the you know when you wave your hand to the the back of the thing and and it, it goes or or you have the big industrial flush. This is like the toilet in your house that has the lid on the top. You got it. Mm-hmm. So I immediately have to stand. I'm like, I can cure this problem. This is obviously just a, a, a like a little You're trying chain. to repair a public restroom toilet at this point. <laughs> That's yes. right. Well, I got a big I got a deposit. It's got to be delivered. You don't it's want to go away. You, you don't want the guy waiting outside to see it. Which witch now goes to three great lengths to make the witch you want. Regular, large, and the new 14-inch super. You know, <laughs> so, another plan could have been to just sit there for like 40 minutes. He would have left. <laughs> but, okay, but but in this situation right now, it's either uh, I I have already shit and now it's time to get off the pot. You got it? Yeah. So so I am now like, what am I doing? Am I just going to clean myself up and leave with this massive turd in the bowl and just like, what's up, dude? Like high five him and leave, or am I going to try to be courteous? No, you and, leave and with head down in shame, like yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm like, okay, easy, easy fix. So I go and I grab the top. Of the, the Jesus, the, the, the you know the ceramic top, right? Yeah. So I get it close to the bomb. I put it down, and and it goes it cracks, and it cracks into like <laughs> to like three piece three pieces and a bunch of little pieces. And I'm like, God damn it! So I go, I stick my hand in well, the back of this point, bowl. Well, at this point, the guy waiting in line is calling management to find out what the hell you're doing in there. <laughs> it was it was a big sound. It was a big sound. And then and then I'm like I'm like okay, I'm like I'm, I'm already this far in. So now what do I do? So I put my hand into the back and I grab that chain. I don't put my hand in the the, the water, but I grab that fucking chain. Oh, you, come on, I, man! You're elbow deep at this point, right? <laughs> I get it. I pull the chain and it flushes, so the the evil goes away. But now I'm stuck with nothing but 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 all the ceramic uh, thing. But it's mostly three pieces. So I'm like, what do I do now? So are you wearing up... flip flops? <laughs> no, okay, I want you're safe then. Even better. So I, I pick up the three the three uh, pieces of the top and I put them back like a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> on the top of the toilet. But there's like still like twenty percent of it missing. Yeah. There's all these shards. I'm like, what do I do? So I start kicking some of the uh, pieces, ceramic pieces, behind the toilet, and I gra- and I reach out. And there's a couple big ones, so I, I I pick them up. What do I do? I fucking slice my hand open, Paco. Oh my god. I start dribbling blood all over the floor, <laughs> and so I, then I have to go over to the uh, the the paper towel thing, and and, uh, and luckily in the paper towel, these are not the same things. You know, how the, the, like you say, you're you're you don't like the napkin situation up front, yeah, right. It's the same kind of thing. Like I just keep <laughs> ripping off these swaths. Of I wrap my my hands up. There is seriously blood on the floor. the The top of the toilet is in like three pieces, <laughs> kind of like just balancing on the top. I wash my hands as it's gushing blood. I did exactly what you said. I put. I walk out. I put my head down, <laughs> and I walked. I ran right out of there. Rock's not dead. It's hiding in a witch witch bathroom. And you found it. Guy that was waiting for me to leave.
Indiana. Let me see. What is this, Indiana study juice? Oh, boy. 